0: All right, so this week we're finishing our unofficial trilogy of Star Trek people that kind of happened by accident, where we watched that uh, dragnet that had a tiny little appearance by Leonard Nimoy. It barely counted. Uh, but then it was William Shatner's birthday, so we watched a way more substantial show with with him in it as a young man. So this week we're doing uh, DeForest Kelly, McCoy, to finish it off. And I was just reading up about him a little, and until... Star Trek. It was this constant, like, he's got a fan club, he's getting a little popular, but he just can't quite get there. And I assume it was that way for pretty much everybody on Star Trek, because, like, that show, even though it was a lot of William Shatner, it was an unaired pilot. (laughs) You know, like, that wasn't even on TV. Yeah.
1: And uh, we saw last week, too, that uh, DeForest Kelly was offered the role of Spock. Right. And
0: made off. The... uh, yeah, just the the weird life of an actor where he could never quite break through until Star Trek. But then, even when Star Trek hit big, you know, first off there was Kirk was the the main guy. But then Spock-a-mania yeah. happened. Yeah, he was Spock's still the
1: main guy. Is the main guy too? Like they're like at equal status, and yet there was the role offered to DeForest Kelly. and I don't know. It's almost like he didn't. Maybe he doesn't know when to jump at something, or...
0: Yeah, I mean, so much of that is just random, too, being a public figure, you know? Uh, So yeah, DeForest Kelly, uh, before Star Trek, because he was a little older than most of the people in Star Trek, so he was in a lot of Westerns, where he was usually the villain. (laughs) And he was in enough of them. In the late 90s, he was awarded a Golden Boot Award, which, for his contributions to the genre of the Western, which I'd never heard of the Golden Boot, but...
1: And I remember seeing him, like before I saw Star Trek, I remember seeing that actor, I didn't know who he was, but I had seen him in probably shows like Bonanza, Have Gun Will Travel, you know, those TV shows that were, there was a whole Western vein of, of TV shows in the, probably starting in the late 50s and well into the 1960s. He was one of these guys, so when I saw him on Star Trek as Bones McCoy, it was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. Right. But I didn't know who he was.
0: There's definitely two. No, uh, we're not lacking for choice with this. Where a lot of times I'm kind of at the mercy of just whatever has survived the past million years <laughs> since these shows came out. But with him, there's a bunch of stuff. So much so that I could actually just kind of pick what I wanted to watch instead of just whatever random thing is is available. So the oldest thing I could find, he was in some educational short from 1943. But again, that's not really TV. It's just movie theaters. And those are funny the first time you see one, you know, like old-timey. Like, make sure you part your hair and, you know, people will like you better if you make sure to have good hygiene. You know, but I don't want to watch. I've seen enough of them. They're not that funny anymore. So I found this thing called Alcoa Theater. Which, the first thing I'll give it points for is they spell theater the proper way with R-E, the proper Canadian-British way. (laughs) So that's surprising, because it's an NBC show, ran from 1957 to 1960. And this is kind of an interesting story. So, with all these unsold pilots that we've been unearthing, this show was just an anthology, just different stuff every week. And one of the weeks, it was this unsold pilot starring DeForest Kelly called 333 Montgomery that was like a... uh, courtroom drama thing about uh, the death penalty and all serious and blah 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 but it was never made into a show but instead of just tossing it in a box until some guy on youtube finds it 50 years from now they just said like oh instead of a failed pilot let's just pretend it's an episode of this anthology show and just put it on tv so it's like oh that's a good way to use your failed shit (laughs) (laughs) and that one notably written by gene roddenberry Really? And that's how he met DeForest Kelly, and they did another failed pilot after this, but that's why when Star Trek happened, even though he was a bit older, he was like, no, I don't care. We we need this guy. This is my guy.
1: And, and what year are we talking here for this?
0: Uh, the thing we're going to watch I'll is 1958, so this is around then. However, yeah. again, because we have a lot of choices, that 333 Montgomery pilot, it is on YouTube, but the quality is real bad, that like tinny sound that's hard to listen to. And I feel like we've been doing a lot of courtroom dramas lately, a lot of very serious debates about child care and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I just was like, I'm just not in the mood to watch. It must be the lawyer in me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we could. It's there. But, uh, you know, and it's about, like, uh, the death penalty. We can't have this. and And just, like, I don't know. Like, especially with all this, like, now that we know the future of America, that they're all gun-toting fucking nutbags. <laughs> no and offense. still
1: have the death penalty in some yeah. states.
0: No offense, American listeners. But I don't, I don't need to see this inspirational story from 50 years ago that did nothing and changed nothing. So instead, there's another episode of Alcoa Theater that also has DeForest Kelly in it named Johnny Risk. Which is a Western. And I mean, the guy won a golden boot, okay. so...
1: All right. I'll so. give that to you. Let's... Uh.
0: <laughs> so I made the executive decision. I would rather watch the Western than the courtroom drama.
1: Okay. The only reason why the courtroom drama might be interesting is done 50 years ago. What has changed, D?
0: Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's quite interesting to watch these things and say, geez, like they were right on target 50 friggin' years ago, and here we are 50 or 60 years, 60 actually, 60 years later, and nothing has changed. What's wrong with us? Yeah. But whatever. Let's watch. I mean, he did win, he did win the golden boot, yeah. so that only makes sense that we should watch him in a Western.
0: Yeah, he's famous for Westerns and for being a doctor, not for not, not for, for being for, a courtroom doctor. Yeah,
1: not for being a... A death penalty advocate or non-advocate.
0: So yeah, if anyone wants to check this out, Alcoa Theater. The episode's called Johnny Risk. Uh, It also has Michael Landon in it. Oh yeah, from Bonanza.
1: And uh, any other, oh god, any other.
0: The the Heaven Show?
1: Uh, Yeah, that uh, Stairway to Heaven and uh, Little House on the Prairie.
0: But yeah, this is on YouTube. Should anyone be interested? Johnny Risk. Already, isn't this more exciting than a courtroom? Gotta, gotta
1: be the, the Alaska,
0: 1896. Yeah, it's got to be the Gold Rush. So I'd say that was—I uh I mean, it was a star-studded affair. I definitely picked the right episode just for for stars because <laughs> they had had Michael Landon was the main guy, and then the skipper from uh from Gil- Gilligan's Island, Island, right? Uh, who, yeah, like you were saying he's a Swedish guy, and yeah, pretty good Swedish accent because I always think of the uh, the Swedish chef from the Muppet Show is like <laughs> has ruined you know caricatures of <laughs> of the poor Swedish people ever since, so he was not even close to that. he was pretty pretty reasonable and yeah McCoy, uh, I can see why he was worried about being typecast earlier in his career because yeah, in this he was uh, the villain marshal. Just like he always was. And then,
1: of course, you have Lou or Airs, Ayles, whatever his name is, who is obviously the star of this show, who was a big name at the time. I'm, I'm not familiar with who he is, but
0: yeah, Michael and, Landon's brother, because yeah. oh, yeah. he's
1: Michael Landon's brother, yeah.
0: Because yeah, the whole plot was extremely simple. So it's like Alaska in the late 1800s, and they basically Michael Landon's evil brother just wants to, just wants to be rich. That's all. So he at first he comes up with some pseudo-legal ways of booting out all the foreigners everywhere, like the Swedish yeah, guy so and whoever. Yeah, so that he can
1: claim the gold claims. Yeah,
0: and then it moves beyond that. as soon Because then Michael Landon, he's the good younger brother who's like, you always taught me to be a good and man. he's
1: definitely the same guy that he plays in Bonanza, and he's the same guy in Highway to Heaven, and he's the same guy in <laughs> yep. Little House on the Prairie.
0: Just just righteous. Joe Good guy. Just a good guy, yeah. Like you were saying, oh, man, he's that guy's morally- got a... That guy's got a seriously white shirt, even after getting tussled and arrested and everything. And yeah, he's, he's the white hat, all right. So then because he, uh, it's kind of neat that his his plan, it is to make sure that this horrible claim jumping doesn't happen. So he's like, we got to gather up a bunch of money and send someone back to San Francisco to go to the courts <laughs> to deal with this. It's like, yeah, I guess that is all you can do. It sucks, though. It's going to take forever. So then his evil brother is like, well, fuck all this pseudo legal stuff. Let's just do it illegally. You're a judge or my friend, you know, just just make up some fake shit. Let's just go take all those mind claims because we don't you want money? <laughs> so it is just one guy wants money, the other guy is like, that's that's not right. But
1: in the end, the the bad brother turns good because he's been good anyway, and the reason why Michael Landon is so morally uh grounded as he is is because he learned from the older brother so the older brother comes good at the end
0: yeah and i mean i guess it was okay again since it's only action in it and since it was only a a single half hour episode of an anthology they didn't really have time or the inclination to make anything more complicated so if i get yeah i guess it's good lots
1: of set changes i mean for half an hour for a half hour show i we counted six or seven
0: I assume that those were sets for other Western stuff. Because, yeah, tons of them. Because, yeah, yeah, some of these shows we've watched is like a room, maybe two rooms. So at this point, 1958 NBC, they definitely, had some uh, money.
1: Today, if they were doing that show with that, much, that many set changes and that much action, it would take an hour. Yeah. I was surprised it was only half an hour.
0: And uh, McCoy, DeForest Kelly, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just the bad guy sheriff, shoots some guys, you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: DeForest Kelly, <Galley>. that's...
0: <laughs> but yeah, because the whole middle part was just gunfights, and it is like, it's more like, I haven't even seen that many old westerns, but I've seen so many parodies of the gunfights in old westerns, and that's what this feels like, of just people hiding behind a barrel and go run behind the wagon wheel and pull out your gun and pow, pow, pow. So, uh... So, yeah, I just looked up a YouTube video about what, what were these gunfights actually like in the Wild West, because, like, DeForest Kelly especially, was an amazing shot. He would just whip out his gun and hit, uh, seemingly shoot it on its way up and still plug someone in the heart. Yeah,
1: but uh, come on, he's the sheriff.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah. This Gotta you- have
1: some skills.
0: So this little YouTube video just kind of confirmed that uh, there really were no, like, duels and stuff. There's certainly no honor. It was just a bunch of drunken louts would get in a gunfight and then would take every advantage possible you know if you could shoot someone in the back you'd do it you (laughs) don't none of this like because i guess the ultimate thing like the way that they present the wild west is a little bit formal of like good guys on one side of the street bad guys on the other side shoot the guy up on the balcony falls off you know whatever but taking that even further was like that um what was the war called where America broke away from England? The War
1: of Independence. Yeah, where it's... 1776, this, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, again, I don't know shit about it. I just saw that uh, that Mel Gibson movie, but where they were lined up, you know, like this army's lined up on this side of the field this and your army's on the other side and you just march toward each other yeah. shooting.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that was the way they did battle until probably... God, they, right up into the Civil War, the American Civil War, which was a hundred years later, they were still shooting that way.
0: Yeah, it's just weird, right? The idea of civilized war. Yeah. <laughs> but you then, know, yeah. Well, the
1: Wild West wasn't like that. No, you just took out your gun and it didn't matter if the guy was facing you or wasn't facing you. Was yeah. Probably preferable to shoot him in the back so he wouldn't shoot you.
0: It's interesting to learn, like, how much about, like, the, the, uh, TV movie version of the Wild West, like, just how wrong it is of, like, these gunfights and. uh
1: Yeah, because they were organized, right? right? Like, uh, we'll meet you at noon. Right. You stand at that end of the street, I'll stand at that end of the street. We'll come toward each other and count of three or five or ten or whatever, and then we'll shoot, like... And that little documentary you just showed said that didn't happen.
0: And apparently, too, in the actual Old West, like, there were a bunch of black cowboys. That wasn't at all unusual, but you never see that in movies. That'd be like, oh, you know, just like you'd think there were no black people in America. Blazing Saddles.
1: I think the Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks. That's oh, the yeah. first time that you see a black the black sheriff. And then after that, you do see a few black guys in movies. But yeah, up to that point, no, it was always white guys. And they were always... Uh, Well-groomed, well-dressed, until The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, the Italian movies that Clint Eastwood started in. Then people looked grubby and dirty, and their shirts were wrinkled, and they really looked like they had been out in the desert for a while. But previous to that, when you look at the old uh, John Wayne movies, uh, uh, Gary Cooper, any of those movies, they were always, like, well-groomed, clean hats, pressed shirts, nice hats— dry streets.
0: That's something that pretty much anything from before the modern era, you just can never think about what people smelled like. You know? Mm-hmm. Like from the Wild West all the way back to whatever. You
1: get the impression of a really dirty dirty Wild West in uh, the first time I can can say that I really noticed it. Well, the, well in those Italian Westerns, but even them, they, they were dry. Very dry scenes. But McCabe and Mrs. Miller is... Uh, was done in the early 1970s western and it shows dirty filthy streets like after a rain with big ruts where wagons had gone through and wagons and horses getting stuck in mud and people dirty and yeah you can almost smell people coming off the screen it was a very very realistic Uh, But I remember watching that movie in the early 70s and saying, geez, you know, this is a whole different outlook of what it probably really was like. Cold and dirt and wet and muck and...
0: One of the (laughs) other things, too, that uh, I read about somewhere that you never would see in in a Western movie or TV show ever because it goes against this idea of the rugged manly man is they would... You know, they're all bored out there. <laughs> they had nothing to fucking do. So they would have these like barn dances and stuff, but there weren't that many women. So there was a thing where you would, uh, it's like you tie a handkerchief to your arm, and that was a way of letting people know that in the square dance or whatever, you were willing to dance the girl part of the dance.
1: Oh, okay. I never saw that.
0: Apparently that was really common, but yeah, it's like that just, and no one thought twice about it. They're like, whatever, man. We're all just out here and we're just bored. We just want to do this stupid dance at the barn. But if you put that in a movie, like the way the myth of the Wild West is built up, that just seems so unmanly (laughs) you know like it doesn't fit with the fake wild west but the real wild west is just how it was a bunch of black cowboys running around a bunch of dudes dancing the woman dance side (laughs) of things and I feel like nobody in the real Wild West had time for all these morals and white hat, black hat shit. It was just stuff happening, you know? Yeah, true and And then the other thing is just the fact that it was so short. Like, the whole Wild West was like 30 years, where the way they talk about it is like it was centuries.
1: (laughs) That's true. It's it's after the Civil War, for the most part. There was some development prior to that. But the big movements came after the Civil War, which ended in in 1863. And by by the 1890s, it was over. Right. And any of the little the little towns that were the had the one streets in them, they were gone. They were ghost towns right. by 1910, probably. Once you start getting the secondary streets in those communities, once the backup streets start coming in, you your main drag, because in these early ones, that's all you have is the main drag, and everything is on the one street. But once you start doing the backup streets, that's it. Yes. Civilization's there now, and your one way street is gone, and those little towns that were, they they all became ghost towns.
0: So I guess this probably wasn't, uh, I mean, we probably did do a bit of a disservice to DeForest Kelly, like, since we didn't watch his. his starring role as the legal guy doing his filibuster about, to, you know, but, yeah, well, this one, though, had gunfights yeah. and stuff. He,
1: <laughs> he was definitely, this was a secondary role.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here,
1: he was, he was definitely not the star of this.
0: Yeah, he was, like, fourth down. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, and I think that that covers our uh, Star Trek trilogy. I mean, we could go through every person, but I don't even know that, you know, most of the other actors, were they known? Maybe Scotty? But I think Maybe all of like. Maybe
1: Scotty, but I'm sure. Check
0: off in a and all them. Uh, I don't yeah. think really. No,
1: I think that they, their introduction to the world of fame was with Star Trek.
0: Right. So yeah, that was kind of a neat little, just a just a weird accidental side thing of Star Trek people. <laughs> so, so there we go. We got that done. Man, that's one thing too. When we record these, I always record this little awkward outro. But I usually don't use them. I just wait till a a logical point in our conversation, and I just fade it out. (laughs) So so all these awkward endings. I'll put this one in just because it's kind of funny now for me to explain it. But I'm always trying to figure out how do I end this podcast, and it always comes off weird. I just don't use it. So there we go. All
1: right. Well, we've seen DeForest Kelly in his not real early days because this wouldn't have been that much earlier than Star Trek. This would have been... Seven, six, seven years before.
0: Yeah, at this point, I think he was well tired of uh, these Western roles, and this isn't even like a big movie role. It's just some stupid TV show. So yeah, I bet he was. He was probably pretty pleased when the Star Trek thing yeah, happened. Yeah, because it's
1: entirely different. Yeah. Well, not really in the sense that it's good versus bad and all that, that jazz. But it's now space.
0: It really is to the, the final way frontier. And however somebody is like introduced to you, it sure is hard to. to you know, wipe that away. Because as soon as I saw him, it does just feel like...
1: He like, is Bones McCoy. Yeah,
0: Dr. McCoy is... Yeah. Why is Dr. McCoy dressed like a cowboy? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Whereas I'm sure people that knew him from his golden boot stuff were like, why is Sheriff Evil Guy dressed like a space doctor? <laughs> you know? It's weird.